What's going on, Bucketheads? It's Joe with at CBBDFS, and I'm here with Bird, and we are back. Birdie, what's going on? Joseph, how we doing, buddy? We are we are here. We are we are back. Uh, a new season is upon us tomorrow, today, whatever time you're listening to this. Are you geeked? I am super excited. It's going to be a little bit of a different look this year, um, but we're going to still bring the heat, and uh, our Bucketheads are going to win all the money like we always do. Like we always do, and and you you hit the first key point right off the bat, and I want to make sure that normally there's a third person here on these introductions as we say hello and warm ourselves up to the pod. But if you didn't catch it on Twitter, the Twitter earlier in the later in the summer, I should say, Bird, we're we're down a man. We are. We got a man down, James. Uh, now a, a employee at DraftKings. Um, so you know, obviously super happy for James. You know if. if you guys probably don't know, but James has got like, you know, super technical knowledge, but he's also got the rare kind of leadership competencies that, that you just really don't see uh, in that type of area of, uh, of, you know, that kind of expertise. And so he's got the full package. DraftKings got a really good one there. I think he's going to be in leadership soon. So it's a it's a great get for DraftKings and, and obviously, a, you know, kind of a conflict of interest for us. So James will, will be uh, one of our buckets now. Conflict of interest for him, for sure. But for us, you know, we, we've already tried to get the the inside scoop and we get nothing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's be missed. super talented iOS developer. He's going to do a lot of good things for them. And, uh, you know, whenever something goes wrong with your lineup um, or, you know, something you don't like, we can we can just blame James going forward. And that's always fun, too. Um, so something to something to keep in mind. But yeah. It's going to be a little bit different this year, though, Bird. With just the two of us, we kind of have to minimize. Uh, we we kind of got to pick our spots a little bit better, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I think you know, in the past, we've been really focused on kind of those the team by team setups and really getting into the the game or the team itself. And and really, probably the biggest feedback we ever hear is you know we go more give us more of the plays and, and less of the narrative and. And so, you know, out of necessity, I think we're going to have to do that a little bit, be a little bit more concise, a little bit more direct, um, still give you enough of that information about the game and the, and the you know, the, the style of play that you can expect and where there's some opportunities. But but at the same time, maybe be more concise on, you know, here's the guys that we really like and uh, maybe less less words uh, this year. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it's it makes sense in a way, you know, because like you said, we've we've constantly been asked for more more plays and less kind of team focused. I would say that we were in the past. Um, you know, we wrote up each game and gave you four or five guys on each team and, and the time commitment that was involved with that and the way we approached it from a team perspective um, really kind of was contradictory to daily fantasy sports. Yeah. You know, the individual yep. DFS players that we're looking for, that we're rooting for. And honestly, some people didn't have time to sit down and read everything. So we're going to be a little more, Let's let's get to the brass tacks, you know, so like, for example, we got a slate on Tuesday and we will touch on the Tuesday slate a little bit at the end of this. Um, but uh, Virginia Navy, we're not going to spend four hours on Virginia Navy. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to spend 20 minutes of, of writing an intro paragraph and then, you know, 20 minutes a, a piece for each team. And when when, you know there's probably only one or two plays that we should even consider anyway. So yeah, uh, we're hoping, you know, less is more, uh, this year, you know, I, and, and honestly, you know, Joe, you've got, you've got two kids that are super active. I've got three kids that are super active. Um, and, and so 
a little bit it's out of a necessity, but when we think less can be more and, and we think the content's going to be as strong as ever, uh, obviously we're going to miss James's hot takes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll still do the Brad Davison nut jokes and, you know, nut punch yeah, yeah. jokes and things like All that. All the nut but, jokes. Yeah, those will still be there. Um, but it, it'll look a little bit different this year, but we think it's going to be um, just as good as what we've provided in the past and provide just as much value as it has in the past. For sure. And and as always, what's been a staple for the four years that we've been doing this, our Twitter is going to be open. Our DMs are going to be open. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, encourage us. We, we will always adapt to make this content uh, most consumable and best for you guys. Yeah. And, and to that point, you'll probably see some more uh, of the YouTube uh, streams this year. Uh, we're, we're also going to you know keep our eyes out and see if we can find some opportunities to do some some live stream and chat features maybe down the road. Um, mm-hmm. But again, yeah, we're we're trying to do our best to to provide great content to our bucketheads, right? Like this is that's why we do this. We want to see you win. Uh, we want to see you be su- successful, and we're going to try to give you the tools to that that initial research to to put you in a good spot. That's that's 100% correct. So I think we've kind of level set the playing field for for the uh, start of the season. Uh, as far as this up and coming season, a lot of transfers, a lot of super seniors. Bert, is there anything that really is, is that you're kind of itching to see this year or that you're really kind of looking for? Fans in the stand. It's, I mean, it's, it's yes. fans in the stands. It's going to be so awesome. And and I do think, you know, you think about last year and, and some of these home court advantages that really didn't exist, um, uh, that those are going to be back this year, right? And, and we've really got to think about that. And a lot of these players have never played in, in that type of environment before. And, and so I think it's going to be just really fun to – you know, to watch games at, in Fog Allen and see 16,300 people and, and to watch games at, at Cameron and watch games in the kennel up at, the, at Gonzaga. And, you know, it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun. No, I, I, I agree with that. I think that's number one on on the list is the, having the fans back. And, yeah, I, I just I can't wait to get it started. And, and we're, we got a nice little slate um, to, to kick us off on Tuesday. Uh, it starts at six. Uh, obviously, the uh, Champions Classic is the feature piece, but some of the other games aren't too bad either. Yeah, it really is a pretty good mix. We've got uh, quite a few games with a, with a 145 or higher over under. Uh, I think UNC is maybe the first game that's listed and and that game's implied total on Ken Palm is 150 right now. And and UNC's got a, you know, not only new look at the coaching staff, but but some new looks uh, on the court as well. And I know, you know, Dawson Garcia is kind of your guy, Joe, and, and yeah, now he's he going to move over to UNC. So it'd be fun to watch him play. Yeah, he, he is. He's 7,700 on the on the slate, which is really high, especially when you don't know how that four is going to split up for that team with Brady Manick. Brady Manick's down there at 6,500. And then Brady Manick's been kind of a up and down guy, you know, his whole career. So I don't know if I'm paying for Dawson Garcia because he is my guy, but uh, I definitely, gosh, I, I hope he thrives there. I think it's a wonderful, a wonderful spot. Uh, are you thinking about uh, Baycott or Caleb Love at their high price points? Yeah, I, I think I would probably favor Baycott at this point just because you kind of know what you're going to get. Um, they actually said he's extended his range out a little bit this year. He's, he's hitting some threes, which I'm not sure if that's good <laughs> or bad. Um, we'll see. We don't want to take away from his elite offensive rebounding. Um, Caleb Love, you know, 8,200 for a guy that struggled 90% of the year last year. Yeah, that's um, really high. Yeah, that, that seems really high. You know, I'll probably, uh, if I want to get a piece of the UNC guards, I, I might even go down to R.J. Davis, uh, who's, who's looked pretty good in the in the preseason, uh, had some moments last year, 
And and really, if the if the defense is focused a little bit on Caleb Love, you know, he might have some open shots, some open opportunities to to facilitate for UNC. Sure. And then uh, we haven't done our deep dive yet, so this is kind of a full disclaimer, right? Um, but I, I know when I look at this Loyola Mar- Maryland team, uh, Cam Spencer's a name, someone who who can get hot from three, and I think uh, Golden Dyke's kind of their big guy inside. Yeah, they got a couple guys that are six ten down low, so they will be able to match up a little bit size wise, but clearly they won't have, they won't be as athletic as as the UNC front court. So I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, Cam Cam Spencer. At 5,400 was a guy who was hurt a lot of last year, but he's a 45% three-point shooter for his career, and that's something that UNC really struggled to defend. So, uh, like you said, Joe, we, we're still kind of in research mode at this point, um, but those are some guys that kind of stood out a little bit in a, in a kind of interesting game to open the slate. Yeah, well, and then uh, the next game, if we're just looking at them in order on the site, is the big Kansas-Michigan State game, and Kansas minus four and a half. I, I really like that. Um what I mean, you're the Kansas fan. It's well known. Uh, the Bucketheads know. Um, what are you thinking? I try not to be a homer, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I really do. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I, you know, that Jalen Wilson, you know, being out, you know, he he had a DUI. What I mean, just you got to be smarter than that. Yeah. Um, but I but I do think they have a plethora of guards, right? Like Kansas is just loaded in, in the backcourt, but. But losing Jalen Wilson as that stretch four uh, really hurts them a little bit. They don't have a ton behind them. So I really think it puts a lot of pressure on Big Dave McCormick down low. And, mm-hmm. and you know Michigan State's going to run multiple postmen at Big Dave, try to get him in foul trouble. And so I think that's going to be a really interesting uh, to watch. And then also, you know, how, how is Remy Martin going to fit in, Joe? We, we loved him at, at, at uh, Arizona State, but he's not going to have 35% shot share like he used to there. No, and I was the guy. I was the guy who loved the Yosefu signing. Yeah, and then it was a month later. Remy Martin comes on board. So what does it do to Yosefu, who really came on in the Valley at the end of last year? Um, you know, but I, I probably am staying away from all that. I think Agbaji's as consistent as they come. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm getting a piece of this game, I think that might be a direction I look at. Um, and then I think again with. Um, with Jalen Wilson being out, I think Christian Braun becomes live. You know, I, I think they're going to need him to, you know, people forget that he's what six, six, you know, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's up to six, seven now. So Christian Brown, a guy we know can just fill it up from, from three point land. And he's going to be a tough matchup, uh, you know, for those, for, 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 for Sparty. So I think he's interesting. And, and then another guy we'll throw out, you mentioned Yusefu, but, but even all the way down at 3,700, uh, Dewan Harris jr. He is a guy that self just really loves. He's not going to be a high usage player, but he's going to play on the court. He's going to play with Remy at times where they run two point guards. Uh, but he's a guy who could easily go out and have, you know, six assists, a few steals, and maybe a couple baskets down at 3,700. So I think he's interesting. And then Mitch Lightfoot could be a little bit of a lottery ticket if yeah. uh, David McCormick gets into foul trouble. Uh, he can play the four, he can play the five. He's been there. You know, he's on the Perry Ellis plan. He's been there yeah. for 10 years now. I think he's got his doctorate. Uh, he, God, I hope so. <laughs> Dr. Mitch. Dr. Um, Mitch. I hope he's a podiatrist, too, with a name like Lightfoot. <laughs> God, <laughs> it sets up so nice. Um, it does. What, what, about, what about Sparty's side, Joe? You know, they've, they've got the, the transfer in Tyson Walker, who I think they really like at point guard athletic. Um, but he's 7,400, you know, that – that 34.1 uh, fantasy points per game, 
uh, probably not going to happen in the Big Ten, at least early on, especially as he splits time with Hogard. But what, what are your thoughts on Sparty in general? Yeah, not against Kansas. I'm, I'm curious to see how Sparty looks this year. And I think it's going to be good because last year they looked awful. And I don't remember a Michigan State team being that disoriented all year long in my history of watching Tom Izzo coach that team. So I, I think some of the pieces should come together a little bit. I think not having to figure out what to do with Rocket Watts uh, and, and moving on from him or him moving on from them, however you want to look at it, I, I think that uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, some clarity. I mean, didn't Izzo say last year that people were basically auditioning for their jobs, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, even though it, it's a scholarship, but, I mean, we won't get into the – to the X's and O's of that. But I mean, he, it was a rough year last year for, for uh, Michigan state, but one of the guys I loved on last year's team, and I'm excited to see this year, especially to see if he takes a leap is uh, Marcus Bingham. He's someone I just like watching him when he's on the floor. He's long, he's athletic. I think he can cause a lot of problems. And he seems to be one of those guys to me where eventually the light bulb is going to click. And some of those guys it happens in the NBA. Um, but it's, it's just, I like his athletic ability and I think that he could be, he could be something. Yeah, I I like that. And he's, he's a good guy to look at in prize picks too. When you get those three points for a block, you know, he's super Mm -hmm. active down low rebounding, blocking shots. And, and so there may be an angle there as a, as a guy who maybe have a lower projection on prize picks that you could take advantage of. Um, you mentioned rocket Watts as well. And, you know, pretty good way to replace him is by bringing in a a McDonald's all American, you know, five-star talent from Chicago and, in Max Christie. And, and I think most people think he's probably going to lead the team in scoring this year. And he's only 5,600. Now, not an easy task to play against a Bill Self defense that's generally, you know, very, very good, high level defense. True. Uh, but Max Christie at 5,600 is pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, and moving down to 5,500 is is the, the big Hauser. Um, is it, wait, which Hauser? What, Joey, which one's he? The, he's the bad, good one bad, or the bad one? Bad Hauser. Bad Hauser, yes. I forget. They've been around for too long. Uh, another Marquette transfer, so they're highlighting our slate early. Um, he's 5,500. You know what you're going to get, but this is someone we've seen have big games in the past. I, I don't want to make any commitments or go much further into Sparty. This is one of those teams I want to see how they – I'm going to watch them closely over the first couple of weeks to see how their rotations kind of line up and then go from there. Yeah, I, I do think I am – uh, contractually obligated to talk about the fact that Kansas loves to give up a bunch of threes. And Izzo's talked about Gabe Brown being their best three-point shooter, even at 6'8". Um, could step into that Aaron Henry role a little bit this year. And and we know Kansas just loves to give up a massive number of threes. So Gabe Brown at 4,400 is, is another guy you could could consider um, if you're trying to have some price savings. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep it moving here. I want to talk briefly, and I stress briefly, uh, on Fairfield and Providence. Um, this one is, this one's not going to be fun. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Nate Watson's a super senior this year, so is Noah Horschler. Uh, AJ Reeves is still there. Some familiar names on the Providence side of things. Um, I saw a stat the other day that Nate Watson, as great of a scorer as he is down low, he had a worse defensive rebounding rate last year than Andre Curbelo from Illinois. Oh, so God. that's not good when you're the 6'10", fifth-year senior center. Um, with that being said, he is going to get points, and he could somehow get into a double-double. Um, so I, I would be... If I'm going to spend up, he might be a pretty safe cash game type play. I think his floor yeah. is pretty 
pretty pretty high. So um, outside of that, um, Fairfield uh, they were 309 in Ken Palm last year. So this is not a good basketball team. Um, surprisingly, though, I will say this: they did make the they did make a run late in the year, winning five of their last six and making it to the finals of the MAC, the Metro Nailed Athletic. It. It's the extra A one. Yeah, it was good. Uh, that was that sounded perfect. Yeah, they got Mac. <laughs> they got a they got a center who's got an awesome name. His name's Supreme Cook, right? Oh, God, so that's a great name. He's thirty six hundred. Um, he was a freshman last year. He played about twenty minutes a game. Six nine, two hundred, big kid, and he had a twenty four percent shot share when he was on the floor. So this Supreme Cook is still there. He's super cheap, and if he has matured and grow as young basketball players tend to do. Um, that could be a little, you know, little unicorn going back to year one, a little purple unicorn that could, uh, could be, uh, could be good. Cause we all know that Nate's not going to really crash that defensive glass around him. No, he's not at all. And can you believe we went a full year of just posting stuff on Twitter? Uh, oh my yeah. God. That was our first. That was amazing. It was good, but hey, it got us. Uh, it got us probably a quarter of our base that's still with us today. So we thank those people, and we love the the OG bucketheads, as we refer to them as. Hey, do you think Alan Breed can can take over and, and, and get any any time against Bynum this year? I think he had. Damn flashed. you, Bird! Oh Damn boy! You know, you know, I like me some Alan Breed. Um, I, I'm curious. I'm I'm curious about the situation. Obviously, Bynum's healthy. Um, so. He's going to be him and uh, Elijah Durham from IU is a great get for yeah, them. Good get. Um, really good defender, and he's going to do his job on offense. Um, AJ Reeves is still their spot up shooter, but I'm getting off the point. When Bynum went down last year, Breed came in and had 36 point days, 20 point DK days. Um, he can go and he can play. Um, I think he's going to come in as like a six man this year. Um, I love the price point. Uh, was it 36 or 37 for him? Yeah, 37, yeah. Uh, I think for for the minutes that he's going to play, you know, 24, 25, you probably have a good path to 4X. Might be a nice cash game cheap guy to put in there because I think he's fairly safe. I don't see that high-end upside, though, not with Bynum going to have the ball the whole game. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That, that's a good good call. I, just, I, I know you like him. It's just kind of early in the season to tell how that rotation is going to shake out. And that's one of the hard things early in the year – like we just don't have a ton of data, right? You can't nope. overcompensate for some of these exhibition games. You kind of have to. Um, you, you can either be really risky and in, in, in maybe in your GPP lineups and take some risk on guys that are that have those questionable, you know, paths to success. Um, and, and then in your cash games, probably maybe stick to more of the reliable, uh, you yep. know, what you're getting type of type of options. Yeah, and and this is this you, you don't get down early. And for those of you newer to this or or, or just kind of dipping your toe into CBB, you can't get down early in the year because there's a there's so much unknown at this point. And you know we're gonna stay on top of it. We're gonna keep you guys posted. We're gonna look for trends or minutes when they slowly start to creep up for some guys or maybe a sophomore who has made a pretty good offseason leap, who's starting to earn more time, that's going to stand out. And it's not just going to stand out in the box score. It's going to stand out and you're going to see it in, on the, on the game. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's keep it moving. Bird. Uh, Texas Southern at Oregon. Nafale Dante, are we ever going to see him play? Well, he's hurt again. <laughs> so that's not surprising. I think, I think he's out a month. Maybe I heard, um, 
but he's out. They they brought in a this this freshman Nate Biddle, who I, who I think's a longer kid, but I'm not sure how strong he is. Um, at 7,400, I, I you know I'm going to look elsewhere. Uh, you know, so they obviously they lost Duarte, they lost Omarui, they lost uh, Figueroa. Um, Will Richardson comes back as kind of that lead guard. We love Will Richardson. We don't love Will Richardson at 8,800. Like that's right. That insane. is well said. Uh, but yeah. then you got some transfers though. You do, yeah. Quincy Garrier is going to be down low, and we we enjoyed him at, at Syracuse, a guy really active, can kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, again, a little worried about his price. Uh, Davion Harmon, yeah. a great last name, a great, great point guard. Uh, you know, started to score uh, towards the end of the year at OU last year, um, so I liked seeing that. And then Jacob Young from Rutgers is a guy we know can fill it up as well. So, uh, you know, Altman just, you know, just gets it done. Nike money think- doesn't hurt either. Oregon looks really overpriced to me, though. I mean, just across the board. I mean, you're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys over 5,700. Well, I guess one's yeah. out, but still, that seems yeah. high. It does. And to that point, you know, I probably look at Eric Williams Jr., and, and it's not going to be anybody you're going to go brag to your friends about. I'm going to go play Eric Williams Jr. <laughs> today. But, you know, with Figueroa out and with Omar Rui, you know, with, with those guys gone, He's kind of a similar player that they were, and he was kind of in their shadows last year. And, and he's been in the program for, I think, three years now, a transfer from Duquesne. And and I do think he could go out and, and have a nice kind of just solid 4X type of game. Again, it's going to be the most unsexy play maybe on the planet, <laughs> um, but but he, he he's not a bad player. So I shouldn't, like, go boast to my wife after 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 he goes for 25 and be like, hey, baby, <laughs> Eric well, Williams, Jr., your wife is a huge CBB DFS mark, though. So <laughs> I, you know, she I wears know. the gear. She, she she reps the brand. I do like that on her I runs. So. Uh, Frank Kepnig, I, I'm interested to see what he does too down low. I think you know with with Nafali Dante out, he's more of that longer kind of athletic five. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what he does. Here's the thing though, Texas Southern, this team isn't bad. Like I kind of like them uh, to cover in this game. And, and one, you know, you you mentioned a purple unicorn earlier. Um, but if you go all the way down to 3,200, Bryson Gresham, so you'll remember that name. He was a post for Houston last mm-hmm. year and played, you know, 19, 20 minutes a game. He's a guy who can go in there, and if he goes and gets you eight points and eight rebounds with a couple blocks, I mean, he smashes oh, he at 3,200. Now, yeah. I don't know how much he's going to play, um, but, you know, he's got the pedigree coming over from from Houston, a great program, and, and a place where he played a lot of minutes. And, and so I could, even if he gets 20 minutes, I think he's got a chance – especially against that unproven uh, front court uh, of Oregon. I think he could do really well at 3,200. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any Anybody else on Texas Southern worth mentioning? It looks like they're pretty forward dominated, but not a lot of price. Yeah, we, we've got to go in. i got to look into them a little bit more. I think this John Walker kid at 5,300 is a guy who was pretty solid um, for this team last year. Finished the year really strong. A uh, guy who can put up, you know, between 20 and 30 DK points at, at 5,300. He's solid. I, I still need to finish my research on this team. Sure. Um, they look like they do have a lot of bodies. Um, yeah. and, and so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, sometimes that's not that's not such a good thing from a DSF, DFS perspective when you've got too many options, too many options in the cupboard. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you there. And, yeah, they did you, you leverage a lot of bench. A lot of bench minutes last year too, so just taking a look at some some stuff there. All right, let's uh let's keep the train moving, shall we? Yeah, I like it. I think we're moving along pretty well here. Uh, Miami of Ohio at Georgia Tech, and 
uh, gosh, Georgia Tech lost, you know, Moses Wright's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alvarado's gone. And, and so, you know, DeVoe's back, but holy moly, 9,300? Yeah. Michael Belbiv, DeVoe? Price, Price King, yes. Lord I mean, I wouldn't pay 9,300 for even if he came with Bell and Biv. Uh, they were they were good though. They were that girl was all the close. all the young all the young folks don't know what we're talking about. No, the old <laughs> nope. heads will be will love it. Are you young bucketheads though? Do do a little Bell Biv DeVoe, you know, uh, Amazon Music or whatever you however you get your tunes. You won't regret it. No, you really won't. You will regret playing DeVoe at 9,300 though. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then speaking with uh, great music names, Usher. Oh God, <laughs> the, the worst. Bird's got a, a a hate with the Usher, the artist. Um, do not Google his music and listen to him. Um, but Jordan Usher is uh, got seventy eight hundred for them. But I mean, again, with the absence of right, what's their post situation going to look like? And he does have that forward uh, eligibility. Yeah, he played strong at the end of last year as well and like you said there there's uh a lot more opportunity a lot more usage that that can come from from his side this game's a little frustrating there's a lot of kind of injury things that we need to follow some of the best players for miami of ohio are dinged up um bubba parham's out for for georgia tech Uh, cleve moore is banged up for georgia tech as well and this one's a little bit frustrating so we gotta dive into this one a little bit more before we write it up i think there's just there's no good read on this right now and i don't even know if we'll get much clarity going into into tomorrow but we'll do our best um side note though miami of ohio in the mac 1a not the mac as we discussed (laughs) earlier (laughs) good good. Uh, yeah i think we're good (laughs) all right we got another we got another skip ball just kidding uh navy virginia i got one take here that's that's all we need. Just one. Uh, if you pay nine thousand dollars for Jalen Gardner, it would be difficult for us to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not that? impossible. Is that is that a, is that well stated at least? It, it no, I, I I love Jalen Gardner. He's a transfer from Eastern Carolina, I believe. Uh, kind of the go-to guy there, big-time scorer. I, I thought it was a weird fit, but it turns out he's actually a pretty good defender that I just never paid attention to because I always looked at his offensive numbers. Um, but this is still Virginia basketball, right? Uh, Kihei Clark's still there. He's on the uh, Mitch Lightfoot plan. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't remember seeing a Virginia player for 9,000. Uh, and this is just, just, this is taking someone's ECU stats, plugging them into your algorithm. And it comes out um, with 9,000 for Jalen Gardner. I can't do it. No, I can't either. You know, the game's only projected to be uh what? 126 over under. So just a kind of a dog poop game overall. Um, we, we, we want to keep an eye on Caden Shedrick for Virginia. Uh, he's going to be one of the bigs down low. He could get some good minutes. He, I think he had 14 points in the exhibition game. He's down at 4K. I, we don't know, you know, how they're going to split up that rotation down low. Um, and, but we do know Virginia is going to play great defense. They're going to be a pain in yep. the butt. You know, so for Navy, uh, it could be tough. You know, the waters could be choppy for the midshipmen. Huh? Hey, huh? I like that. Um, if you do, if you do want to play a Navy guy, uh, some Greg Summers looks to be their go-to. Um, he is, uh, their price King at 6,200, but I, I'm, I'm just, you, you, one thing we know about Virginia is they're going to play D so choppy waters ahead. Yeah, for sure. 
so polar opposite. We got Louisiana Tech at Alabama. We love anytime yeah. Alabama's on the slate. They're projected for 83. Uh, the over/under is 154 on Ken Palm. Uh, this is this is what it's all about right here. This is what DFS magic looks like. It is, and it's actually, with the exception of uh, Noah Gurley, who we really haven't seen play or how they're going to assimilate him, and after Alabama's track record with posts last year, I, I mean, I, another guy at 8,100, I, I need to see it a couple of times. Um, but uh, I, I, outside of him, Alabama's priced really well. It's yeah. Shackelford's fair at 7,000. He should be their go-to guy. A lot of people think Javon Quinterly is going to be the best player on that team this year at 6,500. You can definitely get a piece there. This is a game where he's going to thrive. And, you know, people might get thrown off by the fact that he only made seven starts last year. So if you're box score hunting, you're going to see 31 games, seven starts. Well, this guy's 6,500. No way. No, he's he, he, he was a starter for that team, even though, uh, you know, he came in off the bench. He logged serious minutes. Um, and then we have the, the, the freshman phenom, J.D. Davidson. What's he look like? I, I think I'm just super excited to see this Alabama team get started. Um, to be honest with you, though, from a DraftKings standpoint, I'll probably have multiple exposures because, again, because of that high over under, that high total, you might need a couple of bullets from this game. But one I really like for 4,800, Bird, this is your guy, Mr. Two-Way, Keon Ellis. Yeah, I mean, they just talked about how he's the he's the best two-way player in the SEC. Now, that's probably a little bit of coach speak from from our boy, but uh, <laughs> at 4,800, I, I I think that's really intriguing. I think he's even less on FanDuel if anybody plays FanDuel, um, but uh, but we do like him a lot. Um, and, and like you mentioned, JD Davison is a kid that that Bucketheads are going to fall in love with. He's just got a mm-hmm. he's got a he's got the look. He's got the explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shot. You know, I, yeah, I, can, I'd want to see, you know, I'd rather pay 500 more for Quinterly um, mm-hmm. in the first game of the year against a, a good Louisiana Tech team. Um, but but he's going to be super fun. Like we needed another excuse to get excited for Bama basketball, but he's he's going to be super fun. Yep. Um, and one more thing on uh, Keon Ellis. One thing that stuck out to me in their exhibition, they actually had a tighter than expected exhibition game. And Ellis played 37 minutes, so yeah. you, you can tell he's Oates' kind of kind of kind of rock, you know. That with the loss of Herd Jones, with the loss of Petty, you know, this team is going to need more uh, of that maturity, and I think Ellis is going to easily uh, ease into that. Yeah, Herb Jones was such a unicorn that it'd be hard to replace him, but but I think Keon Ellis, he's a little bit shorter. I think he's only six six, but. He can yeah. do some of those things that that Herb could bring to the team, and some of those things that that Oates just you know one of the reasons he loves them. But yeah, but this is going to be a tough test. I mean, Louisiana Tech is is a solid team. Yeah, they're twenty four uh, and nine last year. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a solid team. Uh, uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., uh, yep. big boy, big Kenny. Um, he he's a he's their he's their main attraction down low. Um, just a you know. He, gigantic man at 275 pounds but this is a guy with a uh uh 25% shot share on the team and a 30% usage rate last year so he's someone who's you know preseason conference USA uh watch list you know he he's someone that they plan big things for now uh, I'll be honest I haven't seen a lot a lot of uh Kenny Lofton Jr but at 6,600 with that type of production and that type of hype coming in, I'm super intrigued. Yeah, he had nine 30 DK or higher games in the last 12 last year. And, and this is the spot you love, right? A pace-up game. 
uh, where, where there's going to be more possessions. And, and at 6,600, his price is really, uh, is really solid. Like I, I think he's a good option. Uh, we'll have to see what, what Keiston Willis brings from, from incarnate word. I don't think he's going to have, what, what was his usage at, at incarnate word? He had a 34% shot share and he had seven plate, seven straight 20 point real point games. Holy moly. Yeah. So yeah. 30% usage, 34% shot share. He got it up at incarnate word. Word up Willis. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, you made this point before we came on air. You don't necessarily know how these guys are going to transfer, right? Can you yeah. elaborate that on a, l- a little bit? Well, yeah, it's, it's just there's a big difference, right, between you know, playing at, at Incarnate Word and playing in the SEC or playing, you know, a, a, against Alabama. And so the, those usages numbers, just, they're just not going to be the same. He's going to have a different role uh, most likely on, on this team, especially they bring back a lot of guys with Lofton and Crawford and Archibald. Like this isn't a, a team of new people. Like he has to find a way to fit in to this team, uh, you know, not come in and be the alpha and so yeah. there definitely will be a different role. And, and so that's one of those things where just, there's a little bit of uncertainty uh, before the year to really know what that role is going to look like and how they're going to how they're going to fit in. So certainly a, a high risk play, especially at, at his price point. Um, you know, so. It, I, yeah, no, I got you there. And I will say one last thing on Louisiana Tech. I do like Isaiah Crawford quite a bit. Um, yeah. If this game get tra- gets track meaty, he's a small power forward, goes about 6'6". He's a good rebounder. He's not afraid to mix it up and get dirty. Averaged around, uh, I don't know, 12 points a game last year and, and a little over five rebounds. Um, so at 5,800, especially in those cash plays, cash games, but there's also a little bit of upside there as well. So I, I do like Isaiah Crawford. Um, when you play those Bama games, and this is going to be important throughout the entire year, yes, you want Bama guys, but you also want to play that other side. Now, Bama is a pretty good defensive team, but teams know they got to score if they want to make it a, make it, make it a game. Yeah, and they're, they can't be as good defensively without without Herb Jones. I mean, he was such a no, difference no, maker no. on both sides of the ball. So. Yeah, I completely agree. We really want to get exposure on both sides. This is a this is a game stack opportunity here. And then uh, Bird, we got one left. UK and Duke. It's the the eight thirty tip. Of course, Coach K's swan song begins with the feature game of the night. What's that uh, over under on this one? Uh, Ken Palm's got it at seventy five seventy four. So we're you know just under one fifty uh, for over under. So super super solid uh, over under. Really should be. A, a great game. I think that the Vegas line is, is very similar. I think it's even or, or maybe, you know, plus one or something like that. But uh, Kentucky, you know, did it a little bit differently this year with, with transfers mm-hmm. instead of five-star freshmen. I, I guess they're going to wait till next year when they bring in four or five-star freshmen. But, but this right. year they're going to get it done with transfers. So what are your thoughts on the Wildcats? Oh, well, you know, the going back to uh, – Going back to what we've said on a couple of these teams, it, it's really going to be a wait and see, you know, and I, I don't mean to use that as a crutch, but I know how I would use Severe Wheeler and Oscar Schwebe. I know how I would play those guys, but Calipari uh, even said the other the other day that there are 10 guys that are think that think they should be starters on this team. And he's going to have to figure out that rotation. And he's told these guys that his rotation eventually will trim down now there might be 10 guys getting serious minutes while we're waiting for him to figure out that, that rotation. Uh, you know, you go all the way down to the 10th guy and you're talking about, you know, 
uh, Jacob Toppin, who was a pretty big contributor at times last year. Um, Davian Mintz was a starter all last year. He kind of falls out of the rotation with the transfers of Wheeler and uh, and Kellen Grady. You know, I, I I am really curious to see what this team becomes. Um, Bird, do, what what do you got? I mean, are you are you a tie tie guy? Well, Ty Ty is supposedly just Mr. Charisma. Like he's <laughs> people just absolutely love this kid. Uh, dynamic basketball player, you know, dynamic personality. Um, I think he got a Porsche deal, maybe. That's I good. That's, so that, that's not bad either. Um, <laughs> but at 5,700, I think he's, I think he'll be a, a player that a lot of people will flock to, and and, and for good reason. I mean, he, he's he's super super good. I do think Severe Wheeler at 7,700 won't get much look, and, and we know how awesome he is. You know, yep, even he's a nine thousand dollar player. He really is. And, he was at Georgia, I should say. Well, yeah, but, but he's he is so good. So good, he and so he's good. a distributor, a true distributor going to Kentucky instead of Georgia. So his weapons around him, in theory, should be way better. Yeah, yep, for sure. And I, I think he's he'll uh, he'll certainly have lower ownership than than uh than than Ty Ty just be just because of the pricing. And and so I think he's a guy you could look at in a GPP to, to maybe differentiate and hope he goes ham yep. a little bit. Uh, I do agree. Shibway is, is clearly their best rebounder on that team. He's a guy who should, as long as he can avoid foul trouble, which God, mm-hmm. he, he, he did not, he has not done in the past, but as long as he can avoid foul trouble, there's no way he doesn't get double digit rebounds tomorrow. Oh, for sure. But he's going to have his hands full and we'll get to Duke in a second. I still want to go back to Kentucky though, outside of Shibway, I'm concerned for the depth and the paint. I mean, yeah. Keon Brooks is going to play the four. I mean, uh, I I think he's their starting four and I know Topping can come in and play the four, but these guys are stretch fours at best, preferably threes, you know? Um, so when you talk about that foul trouble, that's something um, that I, I, I'm going to be watching closely as this year gets going, especially on the Kentucky side. How do they handle that that paint? Yeah, and outside of Sheboy, who, again, has foul trouble a lot, I think Toppin is the only other guy who plays defense you know, <laughs> yeah. consistently. Um, mm-hmm. Wheeler will, um, but you know, there there are some, some, some things to be concerned about. Now, Kyle Parry is going to have this team ready to roll. Uh, yeah. By the end of the year, once they get that rotation down and and, and things like that, but but I, I do like I do like the guards here, and and, and I do like Sheboy at six thousand. I think he's a guy who could get a double double at at a, at a pretty low price. Yeah, but uh, again, uh, concerns again are with that front court, and that front court's going to have their hands full with our 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 new guy, the Dukey Bird. You want to introduce this eighty eight hundred dollar forward freshman? Yeah, I do, but I, I do, we better just hit it really quick. You know, Kellen Grady seems to be maybe the exception to the rule on some of these team, these guys that have transferred over uh, in terms of price at only 6,500. A guy who's a really good three-point shooter, uh, price is, is very fair, um, and, and he's gonna he's gonna play a ton, and, and mm-hmm. he can shoot, and that's something Kentucky really really needed in the past. Yeah, and I don't think Frederick's gonna play either. Um, he's yeah, another guy he's who's gonna hurt. bring bring some uh, bring some range. And they were just they didn't have any shooters last year. So with a guy like Wheeler running around setting everything up, uh, Grady should get a lot of open looks, and eventually Frederick as well. Yep. So yeah, it's time to talk about Paulo Boncaro. And by all accounts, this guy is a freaking stud. I mean, just an absolute <laughs> stud. Yeah. 
Yeah, we can't read anything negative about Paulo. 8,800, is that too high for you for a true freshman who's never played a game before? Jesus, I mean, don't go look at his his highlights um, because they're <laughs> awesome. I mean, he's 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 long, he's tall, super skilled with the ball. He has range. He rebounds. He's he's a physically strong kid. Like there, nothing about him looks like a freshman. Um, and he, I mean, he really has a, a chance to be first team All American, you know, nationwide this year. Like he he's he's that good. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch him. I'm gonna be excited to watch him. I'm probably too cheap to pay it. I'm also probably off Wendell Moore at 7,300. Um, where you got a big Mark Williams there at 7,100. He's gonna be another banger down low. Uh, again, n- another task for a uh, she boy. Uh, any of those guys you, you would you lean on, Bird? Yeah, I, I was interested to see what Wendell Moore's price was. People have raved about him uh, this offseason. Evidently, he they, they said he can shoot now, but I'm pretty sure everybody, you know, from every team, oh yeah, this guy, this guy can shoot now, and he's 15 pounds stronger, and he can yeah. jump eight inches higher, and uh, you amazing. know, it, it is. Um, I, at 7,300, I, I worry a little bit. He was so inconsistent last year. Uh, I hope he's better, at least for Duke's sake. Uh, Mark Williams was really good at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I, at 7,100, I, I really, I, I think he's an interesting pivot to save some price off of, off Apollo, uh, you know, down low for, for Duke. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, outside of that, another, another Marquette transferred, this one went to the other AC, the other, uh, tobacco road, Theo John, there's a name yeah. we remember. He, he's 4,900. And if you think about um, how they're going to probably use him. I, I think, I mean, Theo is going to play defense and he's going to rebound and he's going to commit some fouls and he's going to get under your skin. I think it's a nice level of toughness that, that Duke's going to have off the bench. Um, I'm probably not playing him until I see it, but I think in a game like this with, you know, some, some freshmen and some younger guys on the front line, uh, this could be a time where Coach K leans on kind of a more veteran presence against a in a bigger game, nationally televised game of the you know season starter. Uh, I think Theo John could could be a thing. Yeah, I think he'll be you know he he does match up well against Shibway as a physical kind of guy down low. Uh, Duke got an unexpected surprise with AJ Griffin back a little bit early um, from injury. You know, so I, I do think that hurts, uh, Trevor Keels a little bit. Keels is a guy who started the exhibition game, a kid who can really fill it up from deep. Um, but with, with Griffin back that, that may hurt him a little bit. Uh, and, and you know, Jeremy Roach has a ton of weapons around him now. So there's no reason to see, you know, his, his assist numbers should, should really jump up this year. And at 5,800, he's not a bad kind of cheaper option to get some exposure to a, to a 150 uh, over under. Yeah, he, he's a good, solid player, does a little bit of everything. And, yeah. you know, again, he's been in the system now. So it, it, someone who should be taking a leap, as those Dukies tend to do. Yeah, I think, you know, between Griffin, Keels, and Roach, one of those guys is going to do something. It's just one of those things where it's so early in the year, you just, you don't you don't really know. Uh, Roach is going to play the most minutes of, of that group. Um, but I'm really interested to see how those those freshmen look and, and if one of those can maybe separate themselves as the year goes on and, and really be a viable kind of DFS player for us. 
we'll keep an eye on that just like we will everything else as much as we can all season long. Bird, I think we can call this one good. Um, we wanted to get this podcast out before the season started. I feel good. I feel like we're in mid-season form already. Yeah, I mean, again, we're it's it, you know we're gonna miss James. We're gonna miss the hot takes. Um, but what Joe and I are gonna continue to be here for us. Uh, James is gonna be there, you know, in spirit behind the scenes and you know wishing everybody well and, and cheering on our bucket heads. You know, we're still with Prize Picks. So if you want to do Prize Picks, go ahead. Uh, you know, CBB DFS promo code. And they'll match your deposit uh, for a hundred. I think up to a hundred dollars, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's always a good thing. We'll have our prize picks again this year. And really, the format that we're going to use this year should should bode well for for our prize picks users because it is going to be more concise and more focused on on the plays. Yeah, on on the individuals for sure. Um, yeah. we'll, so, but we'll we'll make sure we call out the two that we like and and, and let you guys know. Again, that's the minimum you can do on Prize Picks. You can add up to five players if you have a couple yep. takes of your own. You want to make some more money. Um, and then this year we're gonna track it too, Bird. We're gonna have a little head to head on this. Oh my gosh, what are we playing for? Uh, foot rub. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's gross. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm not a feet. The guy. other husband of foot rub. <laughs> no, 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 no feet. No oh, feet. God. I'm, Those I'm, feet I'm out are so weird, but that's for another time. Um, follow <laughs> us on Twitter at CBB underscore DFS. Uh, website CBB dash DFS dot com. Uh, leave a review. Uh, like our stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe give us a five star rating. If you mm-hmm. want to give less than a five-star rating, maybe don't, don't, don't give a rating. Don't do it. We haven't had a, re- a new review in a long time, so if Bucketheads want to leave us a review, uh, we'll read it on air and you know ask us some questions, say something brilliant. Well, maybe uh, we'll read maybe our new fan James will give us a review. Oh, that's <laughs> a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> all right, Bucketheads, we're so happy to be back. We wish you guys all all the best this year. Bird, you got any closing closing uh, thoughts? Win all the money, Bucketheads. That's the one. See you guys. See ya.